Welcome back to Rusted Junk, the 80s movies podcast. Do you find yourself wanting to put on a corked hat, fight crocodiles in the outback and then move to New York? How about befriending an alien by dressing him up as a ghost on Halloween? If so, this is the podcast for you. If you remember searching for that perfect film from Blockbuster, and if you grew up in the UK, waiting for that one VHS copy to be turned to the newsagents, then welcome. We'll have fond memories waiting for you. I'm Charlie, and the rest of the Rusted Junk team are Amanda... Joe, and Dom. Hello! And the film we'll be looking at this time is the 1989 film Batman, starring Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Kim Bassinger, Basinger, Bassinger? Bassinger. Basinger, I think it is, but anyway. Mm. Uh, Michael Goff, Pat Hingle, Jack Palance. Yeah. And because it's Lucky Dip, I it's not my film. It is Joe's film. It is Joe's choice for those regular listeners. No, we drew it out the hat, which just reminded me there's something that I need to do for the end. So that's something that I will do over the course of the podcast is make sure Amanda's films are ready. Oh, it's your choice. At the is end. it? It is. Yes. Uh, I got very, I, 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 very good with Fatal Attraction and Wall Street and my selection. So yes, it's your turn. Joe, though, this is this is uh, your choice. Why? Yes, it is. I, I, we've talked about this many times, so I know why you chose it, but would you like to tell the others and our wonderful listeners why you chose it? I host a, another podcast called WDWNT Nerd Alert, and what we do is we focus mostly on Marvel and Star Wars since they were purchased by Disney uh, several years ago. And But we also bring in DC. We put in a lot of nerdy things, but I was dying to talk about an iconic movie from the 80s, an iconic iconic superhero movie from the 80s, and that would be Batman. There's a couple of superhero movies from the 80s, but I would say that Batman probably sticks out the most for numerous reasons which we'll get into in this podcast. Oh, okay. All right. Nice little introduction there. Shall we, um, shall we watch the trailer, and then we can get into what people thought about it? Yeah? Yeah, yep. go for it. Cue the trailer. What do you do for a living? Lieutenant, is there a six-foot bat in Gotham City? Nice outfit. You look fine. I didn't ask. I have given a name to my pain. What are you? I'm Batman. Where did you get those wonderful toys? My life is really complex. Winged freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. 
Well, I don't know about you, but that trailer reminds me of those old kids' information films. I am death. There's there's nothing going on in the middle. There's no music or anything to bolster up. I remember it's it being a very weird than that. trailer. I'm yeah, not very sure strange. I'd want to watch the movie for watch that. Well, uh, you'd want to watch the movie because it was literally everywhere from buses to Happy Meals. So, um, yeah. That's that's yeah. why you want to watch Batman. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a surprise they dropped the ball with the trailer a bit, isn't it? Because the marketing was so effective for this film. It's uh, definitely one that I remember. That Bat logo was ubiquitous uh, in the eighties. I remember the um, the music uh, by Prince, and I remember the theme tune being in the charts. Not yeah, this. like like Dom had said, the marketing was crazy over here in Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just, and like Dom had said, the big marketing thing was the Bat logo with the yellow background. Yeah. Um, and it created like a sense of curiosity. People were dying to see this because they knew it was going to be darker than the Adam West Batman series, which was the last incarnation of Batman. And they just couldn't wait to see it. Uh, we did get some pictures of Michael Keaton as Batman, but... Other than that, maybe we got the trailer if you, if you saw it, saw it in the movies. But they kind of kept a lot of stuff hidden. They wanted to keep it all mysterious for the movie itself, and that's why we got the bat logo. And it was very effective, like Dom had said. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So as it's your uh, as it's your show, uh, Joe, or your choice, you pick you pick who wants to go first with what they thought. All right. Uh, I'm going to pick you, Charlie. What about that? Oh, right. Okay. Well, blimey. Um, where do you start? Uh, iconic. Uh, Public Enemy once said, don't believe the hype. Do believe the hype on this one. Um, because it it delivers. It gives you the sort of twisted world of Tim Burton, uh, which has consistently been good consistently not you know across the board up until alice in wonderland edward scissorhands all those sorts of things um uh, it's just to me it, it lives up to everything that it that it wanted to deliver michael keaton is wonderful he's my batman we all everybody always says they they have a particular batman um jack nicholson jack nicholson the joker is a master stroke at the time uh you could have had robin williams and i'm sure you'll get to that in the trivia joe um you know about the involvement of uh potential involvement of robin williams but no from my from my point of view this is it's not perfect uh by any means but my goodness is it a what you would jules started the term st- t- uh, summer blockbuster this is definitely a summer blockbuster this has definitely had everything so the promise does live up to i'll give my score later but yeah i loved it all right um dom <laughs> okay follow that then um yeah so i had really mixed feelings when this choice was picked from the sorting hat um on the one hand i was psyched to actually be able to remember a film coming out live because uh, it was late 80s this isn't it and uh i remember seeing it at the cinema i remember really looking forward to seeing it there I, like we talked about earlier i had, I had a t-shirt with a logo on i think before i'd even seen the film yeah. so yeah, yeah. um it was a must-watch film and i definitely remember very clearly going to see it uh however and what, what i'm going to say will alienate alienate not just some of our listeners but perhaps some of my fellow pod members but wow. there's a reason i'll never get invited well probably m- multiple reasons i'll never get invited onto joe's pod but one of them is 
I'll just come out and say it. The superhero genre is my least favorite in all of cinema, barring perhaps musicals. Um, I like fantasy, you know, I like, I like, but, you know but, but superhero films just leave me cold. And I haven't seen vast swathes of the um, the films which you will all know inside and out. So none of the X-Men films, none of the Iron Man films. Wow. What's the Iron Man? Perhaps, no. just the, perhaps just the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man as well. So I'm, I'm not a fan of the genre. And so when I look at this film, it's through through that lens. Excited child, but not a fan of superhero movies. Blimey. So you haven't seen um, Iron Man, Oklahoma? It's amazing. It's got, <laughs> it's got everything. It's got a... Uh, wow. Now, right, can, can, now, can I genuinely say, I know you're going to say, I know you're going to pick a next show. It's fine. I am... I, I know where this is going, so take cover, everyone. Come on. Amanda. Amanda. Okay. Well, prove me wrong. Here we go. Right, okay. I'm really sorry. I couldn't watch the end of the movie. Oh, really? You didn't watch the end of the movie? Couldn't watch it. Oh, boy. Sorry. I was at the bored. top of the cathedral, and she and she says, I'm going to bed now. That's when it becomes a 10. No. <laughs> see, I don't know. I... I was really hope. Well, my thoughts about the movie originally were, oh yeah, it's a good movie, but I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's my age, or I don't know if it's because I'm looking through my old eyes now, or <laughs> with glasses, um, or what. I don't know because I really like the music when it was released, and but I was never one to obviously go to the cinema, so I never went to the cinema to watch this as a movie. So I must have rented it on a video or something when I was like, you know, my teens or whatever. So perhaps I didn't get the proper experience I should have done at that point, but I was never like a fan of the movie, to be perfectly honest. Um, I don't know what it is. I just, I just didn't click with it at all. I mean, Michael Keaton as a bat as a Batman, um, he's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's okay. I've I've never come across Christian Bale. Well, he's he's eye candy, but the thing that puts me off him completely is his stupid Batman voice. <laughs> now you see, I'll give Mike, Michael Keaton his due. His Batman voice is good. It is. It is, it is good. The cow's good. But his He's Bruce good. Wayne is lacking. And I just don't I, I just don't think it's the best Batman movie. I don't know. I I don't know. I just and I just found Jack Nicholson, as much as I do like him as an actor, I found him really annoying. The character for me, I just could I, I couldn't even take it. It's just I'd just leave it. Yeah. I could understand what they were trying to do. Make it a dark sort of comedy kind of, you know, sort of weird kind of fantasy almost kind of Batman movie compared to like what we had with um, like the original Batman series on the telly. The Adam West stuff is what I grew up with. So I could I could see the sort of tribute to how that was um, sort of in the movie. But it added a new aspect to it, and I don't really feel that new aspect got hit it on point. So for me, in terms of uh, the Joker and how it's acted, um, the Joker movie with um, God, sorry, Heath Ledger, 
Heath Ledger, that is just... The Dark Knight is the best Batman Phenomenal. Phenomenal as the Joker. You know, that's how I expect the Joker to be. But this was an interpretation. Um, Just for me, it didn't didn't hit the mark. So sorry. I think um, one of the points you make there, Amanda, the casting in this film's... Casting is important in any film, but in this one, it's just absolutely critical. And I think mm. um, there's some brilliant casting choices in this, and we'll all give our opinions on those. Personally, I think there's some dreadful casting choices in this yes. film as well. Yeah. Um, and then I think, you know, to what extent you love the film really depends on your view on those two central roles of Michael Keaton and, and Jack Nicholson as mm. to which way it goes for you. So I think, yeah, well, you know, hopefully roll call, we can we can lift the surface mm. on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I Joe. think for me, oh. the movie wasn't really about Batman. It was about Joker. Uh, it was so, good in a way that they did that because we really didn't need a Batman origin for the first movie because that just wouldn't have been drawn out. So he was, I think, Batman for a couple of months um, when we first see him. And then we get to know more about the Joker. I, I think it worked, though. Um, I'd prefer to see it that way. Mm. Okay. Uh, but you, Joe. I did want to mention, so today is July 18th. It's actually the 15th anniversary of The Dark Knight when it was released. Wow. So 15 we're years about ago. That. Yeah. I remember seeing the midnight showing of it. Was blown away. Very, mm-hmm. like like you guys said, it was very good. Uh, so, yeah, you guys are going to be surprised. I, I kind of see what you guys are saying. It's It doesn't have the best acting in it. It doesn't have the best story in it. Um, I have a lot of problems with the movie for sure, but it's still, it's iconic. And I guess it's like, how do I weigh this movie? Do I weigh it as a movie that I just enjoy just due to the memories that I had of the experience of going to see it mm. and then the the marketing build up, or do I rate it as a film, you know? So I'm, I'm kind of going to go in the middle. I, I guess I won't rate it now, I'll rate it later. But no, there, there's definitely some problems in it. But two of the problems I, I would say that don't exist are the casting of Batman and the Joker. I think that they're very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I, 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 I still feel like it's iconic. Uh, we'd never seen anything like that before. As a kid, yeah, I was true. forced to watch Adam West Batman. And although I watched it, I just didn't like Batman. I thought he was lame. I never collected Batman comic books because I didn't think he was cool. And he wasn't cool in the comics either. It wasn't until a friend of mine, and I guess, I, let's see, I was in college, I think, at the time. He had said, uh, oh, did you ever see, read Batman, uh, The Dark Knight Returns? And I'm like, I don't read comic books and anymore, you know? And he's like, well, you need to read it. And he goes, it's a very adult comic book. It's it's very graphic. It's a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I kind of blew it off. And then eventually he lent me it. And I was blown away. I was hooked. Because this was a different Batman. This was a brutal Batman. He was all about vengeance. He was dark. He was angry. He was, he was also an older Batman. He was like maybe in his late 50s, early 60s. But he was just savage. And the Joker was a serial killer. And it just changed the way you looked at Batman. No longer was Batman in the in the tights and had his partner. Well, he does have Robin in this too, in The Dark Knight Returns. But he just was a serious vigilante 
uh, a hero and it, it just i really enjoyed it and it it changed not only did it change batman it changed comic books forever the dark knight returns because then comics started to become more adult and we saw more of the punisher and how it, it kind of seeped into like wolverine and the x-men you know characters started getting for better or worse they started getting a lot more violent and a lot more adult and you saw more adults coming into comic book stores than kids because they were fascinated by it it's like wow i can't believe the stuff that they do in these comics they're so adult mm. but what i liked about this movie is that they were inspired by the dark knight returns to make this movie so he no longer was a laughing stock batman he was the hero that i read in the dark knight returns a little younger but he was a you know a serious vigilante crime fighter and that really made me happy especially when you look at the picture of adam west and you compare the picture of michael keaton as batman they're two different batman they are yeah mm. one is is threatening intimidating and the other one is laughable and anyway i i do enjoy the movie it's i, I see problems in it for sure um but it's still fun to watch so i'll just leave it at that right wow okay well we'll get to we'll get to scores later um on that note i i don't know how many people agree and maybe we can talk about this after roll call but i think batman returns is the better film out of the two uh but yeah we may, we will get to that contentious issue potentially after roll call um I, my problem with that is just ultra dark it's um, just the, the penguin was he did it intentionally because he didn't want to do the movies anymore uh he didn't want to be pushed to make toys for mcdonald's and so he made the penguin so dark that they penguin couldn't market the character yeah 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 definitely right anyway let's keeping it high and tight let's go into roll call here's roll call roll call so i think we agreed on our whatsapp group that we weren't going to go into jack nicholson because we just done just done jack nicholson um but Michael Keaton, we covered it for Be- we covered him for Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think everyone was here for Beetlejuice, so it'd be good just to go through it again. Um, I love him; <laughs> I think he's great. Um, I'm gonna have a quick little round of little does she know three Michael two Michael Keaton films that are Batman that aren't Beetlejuice. Uh What's the new... Uh, is he in the Spider-Man one? Uh, he was in a Spider-Man film. He was in Spider-Man Homecoming. He played yeah. um, the Vulture. That's right. Yeah. Um, okay, Mike, Mike. He's been in some romancey thing, hasn't he? Uh, I'm looking at the list. I don't see a lot of romancey stuff, but... Oh, no, I'm getting mixed up with what's-his-face out of thingy. Um, oh right, yeah. Sorry, now that you've clarified that, then yeah. Um, oh god, the Meg Ryan thing where she does the fake orgasm. I'm getting it mixed up with him. That's Billy Crystal. Billy yeah, Crystal. They both got <laughs> Brillo pad hair, you know. They um, do have Brillo hair, but yeah, but uh, uh, it's quite hard to get those two. One's Anybody Batman and one's not. Dom, Dom, uh, Michael, Michael <laughs> Keaton. Come on. Uh, well, first of all, I can understand why Amanda does struggle with this because he's not. I don't think he's an A-list actor. Uh, and, and if you look at his filmography, <clears throat> yeah, he's 
Bird, Birdman is the one that springs to mind, isn't it, for um, his Academy Award nomination? But um, <clears throat> no, he's not an A list star. Spencer in Birdman. <laughs> oh, but he. It's Condor Man. Oh, Condor Man. Oh, God. It's this. Do we, what? <laughs> Frank Spencer ro- roller skating following a double decker bus. Yeah, but, yeah. So, so we ask her about things, that, you know, that are very important films. No, she remembers a really obscure <laughs> film from 1981 where he <laughs> plays Condor Man. Lord. It's not Frank Spencer, though, is it? What's his name? Michael Crawford. Michael Crawford. Oh, Michael Crawford. <laughs> makes, makes, makes biscuits. He <laughs> doesn't think that's not. It no. might be a piece. Of, I think it's oh, an urban legend. God. Anyway, right, sorry. Yeah, Michael Keaton so, films. So, so, <clears throat> Bird, Birdman and Multiplicity. Those have been the two. Uh, he got nominated, Oscar nominated for the founder as well. Did he? Oh, I missed yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mister uh, Oscar Bantz. You missed that. I'm. I'm not sure he did, but you know, if, if you've got that in front of I you, I think ah. he did. I think he did. Okay, listeners, Google that. Who was right? Send us a message to Charlie Adom, because I think he was, well, I know he was nominated for Birdman, wasn't he? And yes. he lost out to Eddie Redmayne for The Theory of Everything. Uh, yeah, he, uh, Eddie Redmayne was pretty good in that. Um, so Night Shift, Mr. Mom, Gung Ho. These are these are things that I watched him in. Oh, I've never seen them. No. I, I saw them. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, when they first came out, you know, it's funny. Because uh, that's when, it, w- other than Batman, if you ask me, can you name a role other than Batman? I would say Mr. Mom, because that's when he first kind of Broke got out. his fire and was started, you know, put into the limelight. But I think we're going to talk about this, that there there were a lot of people that were against the casting of Michael Keaton as Batman. Yes. Because he was so comedic and he was very, he was thin, he was balding. He just didn't look like Bruce Wayne, and there's, I think they said thirty to fifty thousand people wrote in letters to not have him be Batman. And I think Bob Kane was against it. The one of the creators of Batman. There were so many people that were against it, and I, I know Charlie had done this, and a friend of mine, or I might have read it in a magazine. They said if you're worried that he's too comedic, why don't you look at uh, Clean and Sober? Yes, absolutely. And I did. I rented it the next year. Yeah, you know, just the the next year before, in between Beetlejuice and Batman. Yeah, and I and I it showed his dramatic side, so I was like, all right, I have a little bit more confidence. But then they released a picture of Batman in full costume, and I remember it was in Starlog magazine. It was on the cover, and I was like, whoa! (laughs) It's like I'm sold. He looks great. You know, the eyes, the lips, he just looked fantastic. The eyes, uh, the lips. Joe, come on. Oh, that costume is 99%. You know, nothing to do with, with him. Any of us would look good in that costume. Yeah? I don't uh, know. No, all, no, you can he see definitely... is, all you can see is his chin, and that's just so the police that know he's a white guy. And that's uh, that's the only reason think... that the lower part of his face is showing. What do you think, Charlie? Wow. wow. What? Do, do you think, like, like could you... Could you like if you put George Clooney against Michael Keaton, would you be able to tell and put oh, them yeah, in the same okay. costume? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, no, one's bigger than the other. Well, let's, they're say, let's down. say that you just see their faces. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I'd, I'd have George Clooney any day. Yeah, but would you know that it is George Clooney? Oh, probably. 
Well, my point is, you know, because Dom was saying any of us would look good in it, you know, but yeah, you could tell which one was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could tell Dom right away. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure I could tell Amanda, too. Yeah. Well, to know, I could be quite butch. Especially if you had your glasses on. <laughs> We'd have to wear lipstick then, too. Oh. I, I won't uh, have a shave for a day or two, you know. <laughs> but of all the Batman, I, I'm just saying that he looks it, just that he's got the face like that we we've seen i don't know it just sticks out it to me yes. i think he looks the best yeah he does he does well no um, I, I disagree george Clooney looks the best oh god you're a guy you wouldn't george Clooney's the worst batman i'm not talking about acting i'm oh, just, just talking, talking about, about right okay looks okay yeah him then christian bale then ben affleck i don't know and we're just talking about oh, he's him a bit with the girly, isn't he, ben affleck oh man oh, i know i know joe I can, I can feel it from here mate i can feel the heckles i mean all right get... all right but look if if, if if we if we all agree that he's a you know a decent enough batman can we just comment on his performance as bruce wayne then can we just have a little five minutes on that because sure i, I could accept he's a decent batman but bruce wayne he's just a generic everyman and maybe that's the point but you know yeah he's just... not got any razzmatazz has he no if you met that bruce wayne there's no way you think he's batman if you uh, met I, Christian Bale, you go, uh, yeah, maybe. That's the beauty. That's then that's a perfect Bruce Wayne, isn't it? That you don't know that it's Batman. Mm. Oh, job done. It, it makes it odd that Vicky Vale sleeps, you know, falls for him and sleeps with him on a first date, apart from oh, the fact God. that he's really, really rich. And he's got a billion dollars. Yeah, I was going to say, what first <laughs> attracted you to the billionaire Bruce Wayne? <laughs> yeah, but there's no chemistry. He's got no charisma as um no. as uh, well, 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 I, I wouldn't. No, 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 no. I'm gonna stick up for him. He's she's got no charisma. Yeah. She can't act. She she just she cannot act in I'm I, I maybe she can't, but she looks pretty. She looks very pretty. She's, she's just a whore with a camera. That's all she is in this movie. Jeez, she's listening, I don't care. <laughs> you didn't deserve to win an Oscar either. Oh, um, God, I forgot. Yes. Oh, I didn't. Did you have that in Oscar Bants? I did. That's me off the pod now. Sorry. No, no, there's more. There's more people that won Oscars. Uh-huh, true. Yes, Ooh. true. I, I did Google it, by the way, and Charlie was uh, was incorrect. About I was incorrect. Academy Award for Michael Keaton here. I was correct. Oh, oh, to put it more bluntly, no, no, you were wrong. Oh. It's R O N G, wrong. Very good. He's not good. worthy of a W. Very good. I see what he did there. Very good. Um, uh, I would just can it. we just wait? Can we just go on to Michael Keaton? Otherwise, roll call is going to be need its own podcast yeah. at this point. Um, but can, but can I agree? I I just want to agree with those two. Okay. Those two others. I I kind of agree with them. You know, no, he's I'm sticking the best. up for Bruce Wayne. He's not the best Bruce Wayne. The best Bruce Wayne the... is one you'd never guess. No, you want a sexy Bruce Wayne. I think Michael Keaton's, you know, New York, Brooklyn sexy. Go. I don't know. He's. I thought you were going to say the best Bruce Wayne was Val Kilmer. Uh, I don't know who my. I never really thought about it. He's definitely he not my good... best Bruce Wayne. Uh, Val Kilmer's all right. Hmm. I do like Christy. I do like Christian. I do like Christian Bale. I, I, I do think, but then I'm probably tagging him because I think the movie. I think the dialogue is perfect. 
Robert Pattinson is even worse as Bruce oh, Wayne. True. Oh, true. And he's the worst. Uh, well, I don't even recall him being. You've never seen it. We we haven't watched it. I went to the oh, cinema and sat through three hours of that dross. Uh, but, dross. Yeah. Is that and a new word was. too? Oh, it's another one. Yeah. Dross. dross. No, dross is a word. Uh, okay. What was the yeah. one that you invented the other day? Well, I'll use it in its correct terms. Your analysis of uh, Bruce Wayne as, uh, sorry, Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne is shonky. Shonky. Yes. <laughs> right. But <laughs> come on, let's give Michael Keaton his due. Let's get back on it. Clean and sober. Dream, The Dream Team. The Dream Team is a funny film. Joe, help Never me out seen here. So, anybody seen it? I've seen it. I, I wouldn't say it was Christopher Lloyd, funny. Peter, Peter Boyle. <laughs> okay. Then you got Batman. But they were all men- mental institution patients. Yes. Yeah, and they got lost because their um, carer got shot. I, I, it's a fun movie, you know, it's but it's, I, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say it's a comedy um, either. So then it's Dark Side in Pacific Heights, uh, where he terrorizes Melanie Griffith and um, Matthew Modine. Then he goes into Shakespeare for his next film. He stars in Much Ado About Nothing. Then he stars in multiple uh, versions of himself in Multiplicity. He then stars in a Tarantino film in Jackie Brown, plays the same character in Out of Sight with George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez. Stars in a... What, it, I need to put something else on my CV. I don't know. I'll put a Christmas movie. I'll play Jack Frost. And then after that, I think yes. I want to do animation. I'll voice in Cars and Toy Story. Then I'll do... I'll go off. I'll win an Oscar. I'll go and do The the Founder. And then I want a comic book film. Yes, I'll do one of those. Spider-Man movie. And then I'll go... I'll star in a Disney remake, Dumbo. And then I'll star in what was my favourite film until I saw Mission Impossible Fallout this year. Um, he's, he reprises the role of Batman in The Flash. And he's the best well, thing in it. I got to tell you, he he made really bad career decisions. I don't think he had a good career at all. He may have won an Oscar, but he could have had such a better career than the one that he followed. And a lot of it was his fault. He declined a lot of movies. I think I think we talked about he declined Ghostbusters, um, maybe even Vacation, like like all these popular movies that he could have been in, he was like, nah, I don't want to do it. Nah, I don't want to do it. And then what did he do? I mean, even like when he lo- he left the Batman franchise, he really went on to do nothing for years and years and years. Yes, yeah, so, it's true. First of all, he didn't win an Oscar, as we've established. He was nominated. But secondly, all those films you list, Charlie, are just seven out of tens at best. You know, six out of tens, probably a few four out of tens. Oh, to- yeah, Toy Story. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, seven out of ten. Nobody likes yeah, that he- film. Yeah, but that's a different sort of fit. That's not down to Michael Keaton's performance, no. is it? Okay, Spider-Man Homecoming, the best of the three Spider-Man films. He Easy. was good in that. Yeah, but it's like, I'm just saying, it, it just seems like he vanished off the face of the earth at some point. He may have had those movies, but they weren't blockbusters. I mean, they weren't memorable. People don't go out and rent them at uh, Palmer Video or at a video place. I do. Well, you do. You do. But you again, I like Eric Stoltz. I and, did. Uh, <laughs> hey. what's, that other, what's that other dude? I keep forgetting his name. Don't don't, don't diss the Stoltz. Come on, man. Come on, James Spader. James Spader. James I don't know why James I keep forgetting Spader. his name because it's so unrememberable. Unrememberable. <laughs> that's a new that's word a, for you. That's a shonky word, isn't it? Copyright. Uh, it is. Right, right. Come on, let's, let's get, get off Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Okay. Um, let's get on to. Um, so Jack Nicholson, we said that we've done. It's done, yeah. Um, as good as it gets, watch that if you haven't watched it, because it's really, really, really good. 
Kim Bassinger, Basinger. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got something to say about Jack Nicholson. Oh. No, this is interesting, though. It's almost like we don't talk over WhatsApp. But yeah, go on, then. What have we got? Well, no, no, this is this is interesting. So uh, before the movie came out, it was, again, there was a lot of hype, and Jack Nicholson was going to play the Joker, which was really big and all that. So I had a friend that was, like, he would he was in the sports memorabilia autograph not kind Frank, of thing. is it? It's not Frank. <laughs> no, it was a guy in Manhattan. Um that I knew. And so I I was at his store one day and I, I was like, I said, can you get me anything by Jack Nicholson? He says, Oh, I got a bunch by Jack Nicholson. And uh, I said, how do you get his autograph? And he says, he's pretty easy. He says, cause like if I'm out in LA and I'm at a Lakers game, you know, I can just show him some Lakers stuff and, you know, he'll kind of wave me over. And he goes, but you know, before Batman, there was no, batman or joker stuff like even when they marketed batman the joker that they marketed was the joker in the comics it wasn't the joker in the movie and and nicholson was a huge fan of the joker huge gigantic fan of the joke so this guy you know he would go up you know like he would see nicholson come out of like a restaurant or a bar and he would hold up a poster of the joker or he'd hold up a t-shirt of the joker and then he would stop walking. He's like, all right, come over here. Come over here. You know, it's like, uh, and he goes, what do you want for it? And he's like, 50 autographs. He's like, 20. And he's like, 30. He goes, all right. So like, that's how they would do it. You know, so he got his autograph that way. So I saw he had a couple. He had one from signed when he was in The Shining. One was from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And then he had one he only had one of and it was of him in the bathroom in a bathroom stall and it looked really cool and i says i can't get that one you know and he's like yeah you can get it you know so um again this was before it and this was the oh. autograph could you see yeah, it right there Did you see jack nicholson's autograph oh, yes yeah. yeah 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 and oh for he's those in a, listening you gotta yeah That's he's in cool. a bathroom stall it's just such a weird thing. And I've never seen that? this. If you Google it, wow. it, you know, like you never see this picture, you know, that was pretty cool. That is very cool, Joe. Wow. Okay. I don't mind is, you stopping Is he waving for the that. smell of his, like, fart or his poo, do you think? Yeah, I, in the picture? Oh, no, you had to ruin the moment. I mean, that <laughs> was very, that was very. Oh, oh well done, right, Joe. Okay. Yeah, nice one. Oh, thanks. Um, Jack, Jack in a bog. Oh jeez, that's is that your second? You're only allowed three jokes a year. It's, it's, that's your second one, isn't it? Joe's gone blurry. You might want to tap your camera. Um, just got a slight bit. Of maybe maybe the heat in Florida is there. there we go. Go. Um, Kim Basinger, right? Can't act. We all agree on that. Um, nine and a half weeks. She's very good in that. She didn't have to so, act in that though, did she? But yeah, well, just unless she up, unless she enjoyed lots of sex with Ricky. Mickey Rourke, then yeah, she, she might have to. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Mork. Hey, <laughs> um, Ricky Rourke. It wasn't it out of? Um... Yeah, he, he sold. He had a fruit stall in uh, in Islington. Um, she was a Bond girl. Yeah, never say never again. Oh, I thought you'd get that, Joe. Yeah, she's a Bond girl. Domino, uh, Domino Petrani in Never Say Never Again. She was in No Mercy with Richard Gere, uh, Blind Date with Bruce Willis. Anyone want to give me uh, 
So these are for the people that don't know. Can anyone tell me what the plot of Blind Date is? Um, oh. what happened? I don't know. <laughs> did she fall, fall off a chair? A chair? <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know. Yeah, I think she did. You oh, all right? Geez. Oh, she's flying. She's going sideways now. <laughs> what the hell? I think that was a laptop. I hope it was. Okay. It was the camera, not me. <laughs> she's in space <laughs> right for those that don't know so hands up who knows what happens in blind date right okay so joe you're not allowed to answer right. she's in i the, went with... to see blind date with my mate louise and who was in it when it her? came out but i can't remember it apart Br- from bruce willis bruce willis being in it fine so the plot do you want to do you want to hazard a guess dom it's a blind date is that yeah <laughs> yeah does the title give it away a little bit <laughs> Uh, yeah, but what was the what was the funny bit in it? What, what made I don't it? know. Is it that they're actually literally blind and they go rollerblading or something and it ends up with, <laughs> you know, broken <laughs> arms? Better. And, uh, yeah. Oh, it actually I, a script doctor. <laughs> I actually enjoyed. I actually enjoyed Blind Date. Don't get her drunk, otherwise she um, all she needs is a sip of alcohol, um, a bit like Amanda. Oh, um, sip of alcohol and then she's hey, out. Hey, hang on. <laughs> and then she's out. Um, and hilarity ensues with Bruce Willis trying to be the straight man, trying to look after it. It doesn't work. I still like it. It's still um, a guilty pleasure. Uh, she was the person that tried to get Garth to murder her husband in Wayne's World 2. She looks so good in that. Um, Oscar for yeah, LA but Confidential. Did she act particularly well in that or didn't, not? She didn't have to act. She just had to uncross and cross her legs. Um, LA Confidential and then Eminem's um mum in eight mile she was in that cool world oh i was gonna say yeah cool world is that i think she's she's we we said it at the start we just said it just then she's eye candy and she's very I, good and i don't candy. think she's nice eye candy either oh she is i, I don't think she is look, I mean, at, look okay. at what robert look at what the uh reporter robert wool we'll, we'll get to you next What's the first thing he says to her? The most in- politically incorrect. Hello. Ba- Hello, legs. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, like, I want to bang you. <laughs> well, I think I think everyone did, and Michael Keaton did. So, yeah, fine. Well, um, actually, did he? Or in the... Not, did in you the not movie? see the film? Did you, did you, did you no, miss that I meant, bit? Like, in, in it real was at the life. end. Did he? <laughs> the last scene of the movie. <laughs> Oh, you know, you know, she was banging Prince while she was making Batman. What? Is that life. true? That's true. Yes. Oh. She'd have been far too tall for him. Anyone's far too tall for Prince. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, lucky Prince. Like an Oompa Loompa. Maybe he had a pocket rocket then. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to get the reporter that just said that. Hang Robert, on, hang on, Robert, hang on. We've, we've 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 got to discuss. Uh, honestly, we're 36. We've only got less than an hour left. Uh, one of the reasons that her career, apart from the fact she can't act, which is obviously fairly crucial too, that her career unraveled so badly. She had a couple of big financial whammies one after the other. So her and her family bought this town called Brazelton, Georgia for $20 million. Okay. No, no, no. Absolute... Stay on this. I like this. 
financial tanking over it. Um, they uh, you know, fell out with the family, family schisms, nearly bankrupted her. And then she did bankrupt herself by pulling out the film Boxing Helena. Do you, do you remember that? There's, uh, oh, yeah, oh, I remember that. Right. Yeah. Yes, the, yes. The, the, the yep. film is very forgettable, but the kind of controversy when she, she read the script and, and uh, I think, and bear in mind, she's done some dodgy roles in her time, objected to the kind of way that women were portrayed in the film, uh, that she got sued uh, out of sight for that. And, um, yeah, that, that was it. Really destroyed her career. And um, she didn't work properly again until her, sort of resurrected by Eight Mile later on down the line. So, yeah, she managed to turn her Oscar win into a right fiasco. She was married to Alec Baldwin for a while, wasn't she? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Made a Simpsons episode together, for, for those of us mm-hmm. who have seen that. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Probably got divorced in a very, very messy custody battle over their daughter, uh, Ireland, I think she's called. Yeah, didn't Alec call her a fat little pig? <laughs> I, I like Baldwin, God, there's another, yeah, that, that can't have been a very pleasant marriage. Uh, he's the one that um, allegedly murdered somebody, isn't he? Or no, yeah, wait a minute, you've got to be very careful. All, allegedly. All, all I would, yeah, all I'll say on that is I stand with Alec Baldwin, because I'm sure as hell, like, you know, stand behind Alec Baldwin, because I'm sure as hell, like, stand in front of him. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's the gag. <laughs> um Robert Wool, the the reporter, the one that comes out with the worst line in the film. Oh, who's this guy? King of the Wicker Men. <laughs> oh, and in trivia, so he made up that line. He had lived that line. Then he should have been escorted off the set. And, and Tim Burton and loved it. And they're like, let's keep it. That oh. line sucked. He sucked. He was horrible. Yes. He did. He did. Especially um, when you find out that Steve Martin was nearly cast in his place, because that would have just been spectacular. Uh, I'd love to- that would have taken taken my mind my mind off it. But the guy in the the guy in one of the greatest comedy films of all time, man, with two brains, and then suddenly he's in Batman. Well, what I don't get about well, from Batman Roxanne film, to Three Amigos we, to Batman. If we ignore the two central characters, yeah, <laughs> you've got this brilliant casting. Um, the guy that plays Alfred, Jack Palance, you know, Commissioner Gordon, some really classic uh, character actors and well-established film stars playing those roles. And you've got a bunch of non-entities playing you know, Vicky Vale and uh, Alexander Knox. Um, I just wonder why they kind of lost their imagination when it came to the otherwise pretty switched-on casting. And yeah, he, he was just a, a waste of time. Uh, he was. I looked at his thing. He was in Bull Durham. He was in Good Morning Vietnam. He was the Oscar host in The Bodyguard. Oh, how his career took off. Mm. Uh, but he also reprised his role in the Supergirl TV series. I can imagine that was like one of those cameos that everyone went, oh, right, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. like a multiverse thing. Absolutely. Let's race through the next bit. Pat Hingle, uh, who was Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Bruce's Millions. He's brilliant in Bruce's Millions. That's such a good film. We need to do that at some point because it's so good. I know you like that, Dom. Um, uh, he was also reprised the same role in Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. Um, Korea, yeah. Well, he ended up doing Muppets from Space and things like that. So, you know, I guess... He was in Cheers. Yes, I know, because I watched that episode where he takes over the bar for the day. I, I didn't like him in that. I didn't like particularly like that episode. I thought he was quite brash. Um, Michael Goff, uh, Alfred. Uh, he was in, again, he was in all the Batmans. Uh, most famously, though, and the where I recognise him from, he's Dr. Paul Flamond in Top Secret. Um the most famously for me yeah he comes out with one of the best lines which is when him uh when val kilmer and um uh the girl uh says you need to get out of here if they find out you've seen this your life will be worth less than a truckload of dead rats in a tampon factory 
Really? I, I missed that. that. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that. And he delivers it so deadpan. It's just, oh, it's just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, he was Jack- in the he was in the Hammer movies too. Yes. Like the, yeah, I know. I could have gone into a lot more, but we're already halfway. But through that, the bo- I'm just saying that's what I know him mostly for. Yes. Um, Jack Palance, of course. Uh, si- I'm going to set you up here, Dom. I know you. I know it's coming. City Slickers, Tango and Cash, uh, with the bad guy in Tango and Cash. But Dom, why is Jack Palance known? Come on, Oscar Bantz, tell me why Jack Palance is famous. The Oscars. Is he? He's not the oldest guy to win an Oscar, is he? Because uh, that was, I don't know. No, God, you got me there. So it is an urban legend, but is yet to be disproved that Jack Palance and the 1993 Oscars. Am I right, Joe? Um, I don't know which year it was. Okay, 1993. Let's say 93. He read out for the Best Actress, uh, Marisa Tomei in My Cousin Vinny. And basically, they think that he just read the last name on the... He got confused and read out that name. And she won the Oscar, even though she was in the running. There was no way that she's a she's an Oscar winner. Um, so he just got confused and read out the wrong. Now I can see Amanda's furiously typing there, um, but you won't find anyone that will back up either I'm right or I'm wrong. No, I, I mean I've heard that too, and I believe it because I, I mean I, I, I like my cousin Vinny, and I think she's good in it, but it's not an Oscar-winning performance. And Dom is busy typing. Who was who were they up against? Because then that that, that that proves it. Obviously, that whole La La Land debacle wasn't there, but um. But they just let him do it. Yeah, they they, they missed the well, moment. back then. They didn't know what to do. It was live television. Yeah, you know, he, he can't have just he can't have just yeah misread the 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 you know. And wasn't he doing like push ups before? Yes, <laughs> he was showing he still got it. I think, he, I think he was like eighty years old and he wanted to show he can do push ups, and so he was out of breath and yeah, and he yeah. was a little drunk. So I, I do believe that she didn't win. Did you get the the other people in that category, Dom? We can we can put this one to we can make a collective decision on the podcast whether we believe it or not. Uh, you have to give, you have to give me a minute, I think. But I just okay. want to, what's somebody else Google it. Well, I can just quickly give a shout out to Jerry Hall in case we're not going to discuss her because this is something I want to own the opportunity to ever discuss Jerry Hall on the podcast. <laughs> okay, it's pretty much the only feature film that she mm-hmm. ever made. But um, I actually thought she was underused in this film and. She is just stunning. You think Kane Basinger's a, a beautiful woman, and she is, of course. But uh, but Jerry Hall just brought some really old school Hollywood glamour to this, I think. And um, yeah. you know, that, that that opening scenes where she's with Jack Nicholson before he's converted into the Joker, I'd, I'd be quite interested in watching that as a little spin off. Uh, those two continuing their gangster ways. But yeah, she was uh, she's gorgeous, and I'm surprised she didn't make more films. To be honest, right? Oh. Can I do a shout out? Oh yeah, okay. Okay, so early on in the movie, when you see Batman for the first time, he uh, interrupts a couple of robbers, doesn't he, at the start? And he holds one by the feet. That is, um, the character is Nick, and it's played by Christopher Fairbank. And I was like, oh, I know him. He's he's Moxie out out of our feet. Does that impact? Is it actually him? And wow, he's also been in Aliens, Alien Three. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Now the Fifth that. Element, and 
More famously now, he's the broker in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm stunned. I mean, what, we've been doing this podcast for coming up to four no, years. Well, I've actually contributed something yeah. original. Well, <laughs> it's only taken four years. You contributed to Roll Call. I'm, I, I may have to end the podcast prematurely. I might, might have to go and lie down. Um, I have the Oscar nominees, if you guys are go interested. On go on, then. Judy Davis for Husbands and Wives. No. Joan Plowright for Enchanted April. Vanessa Redgrave for Howard's End. Which uh, which they say should have won. Yeah. Yes. And Miranda Richardson for Damage. Oh, see, that was good. But yeah. Mm. So yeah, he read out the uh, wrong uh, name. Well, I think it makes it a bit more plausible that it could have genuinely won, because I think there's only one stand-up memorable performance there. I, I can only remember Vanessa Redgrave out of all of those. So perhaps they just went for the popular one that they you know, thought she deserved it. Or he just got confused and just blurted whatever he felt like out. Um, anyway, right, end of roll call. We made it. We made it, everyone. Give it, give give yourselves a clap. We we made it out of roll call. Excellent. Yay. Right, let's talk about the set. Can we just talk about the set for the movie? Because, I mean, it's quite impressive. I know, Joe, you've got some trivia. I know because you collated some trivia. So drop, drop, drop any of it in. Um, in here, especially Jack Nicholson's enormous amount of money that he got paid for for this. Um, but I think the set's wonderful. Yeah, I, I I know I gasped and so did the whole audience when the movie just began after like the logo and the, the opening credits. And then you saw Gotham City and we were, everyone was like, oh. <gasps> We just, you know, it was a painting for sure, but it just looked so good. And there are some bad. I, I like the sets where they can drive around and interact, but the the mats, the the background ones that they put certainly later in the film, they they're not good. They 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 look very badly painted on, which which takes away, I think, from the good work that they're doing on the on the sets. Do we? Do we do you like the introduction of Batman? Because obviously yeah. it allows for the iconic line, "What are you? Who are you? Is it who are you or what are you? It's what are you, isn't it?" I, goes, I I'm, ba- I'm Batman. A Batman. Which and that is, isn't a, He's milked so much, and he's and, and he's right too. And it is an iconic line. You know, like people say, "Well, poo-poo it," and say it's not. But you know, that's right up there with "Here's looking at you, kid." Yes. Um, frankly, I don't give a damn. I mean, it's like one of the most iconic movie lines. I don't know if it's in the top 10, but it's up there for sure. And Michael Keaton was the one that came up with it because originally it was supposed to be, I am the knight. And mm. he decided to say, I'm Batman. And apparently, according to John Peters, it was originally, I'm Batman, mother effer. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'd prefer that one. Yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah, don't mind that. You know, the Samuel Jackson's head would stick out and say, MF. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, what I don't understand, when you've got this first part of the movie, so let's let's move it along a bit. The first part of the movie, there's all these little in- interconnecting relationships. You've got Gus Grissom with Jack Napier. You've obviously got um, Eckhart, the, the dodgy cop. There's bits in this that I think you have to suspend your disbelief. 
you know, it's almost like Commissioner Gordon knows that Eckhart's bad. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. I can't believe he's in charge. Why not do something about it, then? I don't know. Why, he why got out he... Yeah. I don't know how he was able to walk that guy. He was so heavy. He was quite... He's a heavy lad. He was... He was... Uh, Porkins and and Star Wars: A New Hope. Of course, he was. Yes, how did we miss that out? Yeah. Well, I had to streamline. You mentioned about um, Two Face. Uh, oh, sorry, Billy D. Williams. Yeah, we've done Billy D. Williams. Yeah, Lando Calrissian. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't do it tonight, though. No, we didn't. It's okay, Lando Calrissian tonight, Matthew. Lando Calrissian is Two Face. Harvey Dent. <laughs> He there didn't really have much of a part, though, did he? He got screwed. He did. That all those sort of side characters, there wasn't really any... I, I didn't feel there was a lot of point to them. Well, he was supposed to be in the third movie, but they recast Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face because they thought he was better. Performance. Yeah, I agree. It was horrible. Oh, dear me. Jim Carrey's very good. Tommy Lee Jones is not. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, he he does have a good line with this big cigar in uh, in Wayne Manor. I don't believe in ghosts and goblins. <laughs> that was That's fine, good, Charlie. That's fine. <laughs> He's good. Um, so if if they know Eckhart the bad cop, why haven't they taken him off the force? Equally, if Grissom knows that uh, Jack Napier is shagging his missus behind his back, why hasn't he just gone up to one of his henchmen and say, "Put a gun and put a bullet in the back of his head"? No, well, no, 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 no. It has to be a big setup, doesn't it? This is the whole Austin Powers thing, isn't it? No, no, I'm going to put him in an easily escapable situation and just assume that he dies. Yeah, so uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's what they're setting up. I, I, I was more relaxed about the crooked cops. You know, this is the, although the time frame is a bit ambiguous, this is kind of sort of 30s vibe, isn't it? You know, think of the Untouchables mm. and all that era of crooked cops. And I thought that Eckhart was in a masterful piece of casting, you know, so jowly, chewing his cigar, fedora, pulled down over his head, the rain lashing in. He was like the epitome of uh, like a 1930s trench coat detective. I thought it was, I thought it was great. I, I also agree. It's amazing. He didn't die of a heart attack during the <laughs> shootout. I mean, literally, uh, there was some paramedics just out of shop with a, with a ventilator, just ready for him to keel over. But uh, yeah, fair play to him. <laughs> Yeah, it's like even like when he when Nicholson goes Eckhart and he he turns around he like looks at him like what do you want? It's like he doesn't even have to shoot him. It looks like he's about to die anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know? just, just give him another donut. <laughs> but you know the time period it always confuses me because yeah, a lot of the cars are very old cars, but then you have cars like from the seventies, and then when you have like Bruce Wayne's mansion, it's very updated with somewhat kind of modern technology for the day mm-hmm. well i'm giving the extra point for the batmobile which i think is the best batmobile yeah i, I agree yeah it's quite funny though I when him it. and vicky val get in the batmobile and the the thing comes across and he takes his ears off did you notice that <laughs> that was part of the trivia too he didn't the guy that created the batmobile didn't uh make uh, he didn't think of the ears at the time and the ears were too big for the batmobile did he have to have foam ears that kind of like just pushed in when the? I think they might have heightened it a little bit. You know, um, <laughs> not sure. <laughs> Jeff, can you get the spanner I... out? We forgot about the ears. <laughs> I, I do agree. That an extra point for the Batman was a class thing. That bit where it does that horizontal machine gun line and then just drives through. That's yeah. uh, that's quality. Oh, my! my fa- I think my one of my favourite shots in the entire film is where 
obviously you think it's been driven by Batman, but it isn't. It goes into the chemical factory. Just doesn't care. It's got to go in there. Boom, drop the bomb. And then it's drive out. I just love that scene. I love the, the light, cinematography, everything about it. It's great. It drops what, an atom bomb in there and comes out there with not a scratch on it. Yeah, well, it's got the it's got the technology. One of the things this film's you know championed for is is its soundtrack prints. You see, and some parts of it work really well. But there's a an early ish scene when they're having the meeting at uh, Wayne Manor and they're they're all playing uh, roulette and various casino games. And there's Prince playing in the background. I just thought it's quite jarring because there is kind of this elegant '30s vibe going on. And then. And then Prince playing out. So, yeah, I wasn't sure about that. I, I enjoyed it less than I thought I would, is what I'm saying. We, so on that note, on the soundtrack, it's not brilliant, the soundtrack. I know Bat Dance was the number one and because everyone just wanted everything Batman and just bought everything Batman, I suppose. Um, Party Man, where, he, where he's in the museum. Nah, that's all right. Trust, when he's on the, when he's on the float. But if you he's look got, at the Batman soundtrack, it's got one of the best Prince songs on it, which isn't in the film, as far as I can tell, which is The Arms of Orion, which is just a great song. So good. I, I, I hated that Prince did the music for that, because um, I don't think it really added anything to the movie. And again, it was just because, and it just was weird that every song was a Prince song. Because yeah. originally, I think they wanted Michael Jackson in there too, and uh, George Michael. Like they wanted. The three of them to contribute music to the movie. Wow. Okay. That would have been a horrendous mix. It would have been, but I think this is a horrendous mix itself. Like, even like, uh, what is is the song "Trust" at the end when when he's Trust. yeah. Trust. So I was I was watching that. They could have put any song there, like, and it would have been way better than what he had. Like, they could have. I was thinking, like, did you ever hear Glenn Miller's "In the Mood"? They could have put that there. Oh yeah, and, that'd be good. You know. Yeah. But they're like, oh, let's just give Prince $10 million because he's not rich enough and, you know, we'll market the hell out of him. But I just thought it sucked. And I never bought the original soundtrack for it. I waited weeks or a month until the score came out and I bought that one. And that was awesome. The score is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Danny Elfman did an incredible job with the theme. Lead singer of Boingo Boingo. Yes. Um weird science fans um yeah definitely uh i've got i've got it in mind now george michael so what would he gotta have bats 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 you gotta have bats i don't know what would he, yikes. What would he have done yikes <laughs> i know yikes um i'm sure there's a gag i'm sure there's a george michael gag in there somewhere but i can't think of it obviously um so Alfred, uh, it's embarrassing stories because we've just got to move this along. We might have to go into, because I know you've got some trivia, Joe, and I know it's dynamite. I know it's really good. It's mostly casting, but, you know, we'll go over that. You know. Okay. Um, can I, so the, so the thing I probably wanted to raise was, if you look at the psychotic nature of Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight, mm. probably one of the most psychotic moments is where, for me, he burns the money because he's got no... It, it doesn't. It doesn't want it. It doesn't need it. That's not why he's doing this. And everyone looks on, and he takes the share from all the crime bosses, and just lights it on fire and goes, "Not interested." The psychotic nature of of Heath Ledger is still within. I think this film, despite the fact that Jack Nicholson is looked at as camp, 
if you look, the, the, the way that he kills people, his plan is to kill everyone in Gotham. He wants to draw everyone in Gotham because there's free money and then kill, completely kill everybody in Gotham. That's that's the plan. Um, you know, there. I think you forget because this film's quite, you know, as I say, it's quite dark, but it is quite light in the sense when you compare it to some of the other films. Certainly when you compare it to Batman Returns. It's still got some... You know, the parallels between the Joker, I think, are done well. And and I don't know mm. if that's good filmmaking on both sides, where they they say, well, look, it, it, you know, he might laugh. You, you don't laugh at Heath, Le- Heath Ledger's Joker, but you do at Jack Nicholson's, I think. Well, I didn't Jack Nicholson. I'm sorry. What did you say, Amanda? Sorry. I didn't laugh at it. Oh. I, was, I was a bit bored. <laughs> Jack Nicholson's Joker, though, is the most comic book accurate Joker that we've seen on the screen. I'd say someone that's probably close to Cesar Romero's Joker, too. But like Jack Nicholson's, the, the origin that you have for the Joker is, is pretty much comic book accurate. He falls into chemicals. His skin gets basically dyed white. His hair turns green. Um, he's got a permanent smile on his face. Like, Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix, their Jokers wear makeup. They take it off when they go to bed. You know, it's not bleached to their skin. And the less we say about Jared Leto's Joker, the better. Yes, we forget about that one, yeah. The Joker doesn't have tattoos. He's not an idiot. He's not a sucky actor. You know, (laughs) Nicholson was actually, again, he gets a lot of crap. Because, he. you know, when you think about it, two Jokers have won Oscars, you know, two actors that portrayed the Joker and he didn't. And they're like, well, he can't be that good then, but he is very good. I I do like him. I think a lot of his scenes, I I think are very memorable. And I I think he does a great job and he did have respect for the character. And this is part of trivia. He said he kind of played him as a psychotic Bugs Bunny. And, uh, you know, I can't imagine Jack Nicholson watching Bugs Bunny, but, uh, (laughs) It makes me happy. How much did he get paid, Joe, on this? Just sorry, Don. How much did he get paid? I know you've got it in trivia. Uh, let's see. Well, I know he uh, he, he took a he cut really, of the profits, didn't he? Yeah, he got a big cut of the profits. The you know the merchandising. It's said that he, with all of that, he made over a hundred million dollars. Um, I think it might have been like his original salary was maybe six million or ten million. But then, like, he had all these demands. And one of the demands, too, was that guy that played Bob the Goon, his right-hand man, was one of his his buddies. And he says, well, I want to have him in the movie, you know, because um, I'm good friends with him. And so they made up the character for him. And he also wanted to be able to watch the Laker games because he was a big Lakers fan. So, like, he had all these little details in there. Um, but, yeah, no, he made a lot of money off of the merchandising and and uh, the profits and that's why a lot of stars I, i'm sure robert downey jr participated in stuff like that too when he when he did iron man and they realized that you know the money is is in the gross of the movie you know we can make money besides just the salary give me less of a salary but give me the back end of, on the profits so mm. he did good yeah absolutely Don, what were you going to say, Mark? Yeah, no, sorry. I I, yeah, really good analysis by Joe there. I just think one of the things that counted against Nicholson a bit in this film is I just think he's getting a bit old for the physical comedy and the physical routines by this stage. So he's kind of in his early 50s, I think, 52-ish, hmm. when he makes this film. And I think he struggles a little bit. Some of the... 
I agree. So the, the dancing is a little bit dad dancing. I'm not necessarily one to criticise for that. But what yeah, what trying to say um, about people in the fifties, Dom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we what shouldn't be cavorting. Uh, you know, you're nearly out. Well, well, you are outnumbered. Nearly outnumbered. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, I, no, you're kind of right. He's a little too short to play the Joker. He's a little too chubby, too. Like, because uh, the Joker is usually tall and skinny. And we'll get to some potential Jokers that would have been really good Jokers too. Mm. So what what else, Dom? I think because um, I think we'll probably end with the trivia on this one. Um, so I'll come to you. Uh, standout moments, Amanda, in a moment, or any niggles or any things that mm. you've written down where you've gone and another thing. And what about this? And a uh, so, c- c- couple of things for me that more more niggles, I guess. On rewatching it, it only it was only that I realised just how much of a romantic subplot there is in this film, and, the, and there's mm. too much of it, frankly. I think we've already commented that the there isn't much chemistry between the actors, which you know agreed, but um, just that they could have been cut really. I think the film sags quite a lot when the Joker's not present or when Batman's not present, so, so I thought that was a bit of a disappointment. And Amanda, I know you missed the end of the film, but <laughs> for mm. me, the climax being in that cathedral was purely so that they could use the line bats in the belfry that's the only that's the only reason they could have done that and so i just thought it was i thought it was odd i thought it was quite a flat ending to what had otherwise been a good film well, if i was plotting my kind of enjoyment of this film on a graph it would start off pretty high and then kind of gradually tail down and i thought the ending was a bit of a damp squib um, I, I didn't write this down. I just got, i've just got to say the bit where he fires the the gun which goes around the gargoyle and then jack nicholson's hanging on to the joker's hanging on to the thing when that gargoyle comes off anyone else notice the physics that's it the stone falls to the ground jack nicholson goes it doesn't stay tied round the the base of the gargoyle it just doesn't make any sense why would that be why would that be weighing him down it's gone sheared off anyway i was gonna i was gonna say one of the things i didn't write down but i read with the trivia is that they didn't know what was going to happen at the end because they had nicholson going up the stairs with uh passenger there and nicholson says what am i supposed to do once i get up the stairs you know and he didn't know it was a cathedral and he says it's a surprise like tim burton hadn't written that part yet so they didn't know it was a chapel they didn't know what they were going to do and he's just just walk up the stairs it's going to be really good he goes but we haven't finished the set yet so so they really didn't know what they were going to do so uh it wasn't it, 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 you can tell, really. It comes across, they just waltz around a bit randomly while Batman takes a bit of a pasting from some generic baddie in the, for a while, don't they? So it's, yeah, it's not a well-executed ending. It was kind of cool, though. I liked him fighting those guys. He looked pretty cool as Batman. Anyway, um, niggles, annoyances, Pip. Right. <clears throat> <laughs> I've opened Pandora's box. Oh, hello. Um, well. <laughs> Hope you brought her a drink first. <laughs> well, the thing that annoyed me is it's got black makeup on underneath his mask as well. Oh, that looks cool, though. No, but surely he's got, he's, he's going to have to keep, like, you know, cleansing that off. Surely that would be, like, really annoying if you're in a costume because, like, it's on and then it's off, it's on and then it's off, it's on and then it's off. And it just end up, like, with loads of, like, black eyeliner stuff all still on his eyes okay yeah anyway <laughs> okay well i wasn't expecting that but okay that's fine <laughs> um and then uh vicky vale is supposed to be a journalist 
Well, surely journalists are like really untrustworthy. So why did Albert Alfred encourage the relationship with a journalist of yeah, all she, people? She was probably hacking his voicemail. That would have been the quickest way uh, to uncover his identity. Um, <laughs> I think Alfred wanted to see her naked. Yeah, well, I'm just saying it made no sense. It's like, why don't you tell Vicky that you're Batman? And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Look who's here. It's Vicky. And I've told her that you're Batman. <laughs> Get his ass out of here. Who the hell are you? Do you think he had like a little peep hole? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah. Alfred, I want to speak to you about this hole and these discarded Kleenex <laughs> that I've discovered. Uh, yeah. I've run it through my state of the art lab and uh, the, the outcome is you're fired. <laughs> you mean the bat peephole, sir? <laughs> oh, boy, me. Um, let's move on to trivia. Give us some trivia, Joe. I, I, I guess he could use his echolocation to detect what Alfred was up to, couldn't he, in the uh, elsewhere in the madness. <laughs> so, uh, no, if, he, uh, if he Alfred's could... having a crafty one off the wrist, then um, then he'd just little, his little radar will pick that up. But he would just pick up a mass, though, wouldn't he? He wouldn't necessarily pick up the, the fact that he was... Uh, Shuffling one off. You think Alfred's capable of producing a mass at his age, do you? Is that, uh, is that what he's saying? No, yeah. I don't mean the end game. I mean the, the act of while he's doing it. Bats will just go, there's a big thing over there that I need to avoid. They won't go, there's a big thing over there and it looks like he's got his hand on his balls. <laughs> I don't think bats are that good. I'm so sorry for just mentioning a peephole. This has well, just got a bit out of hand. <laughs> I would be pissed if I was Batman and Alfred is like, well, I think we could trust her, sir. It's like, you don't know that. Just because she's got long, flowing blonde hair and she wears a white dress that makes her a good person? Nope. But everybody knows. In Batman Returns, he tells Michelle Pfeiffer. In Batman Forever, he tells Nicole Well, she guessed. And I can't even remember who was the... Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer is Catwoman. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Now we're talking. Yes. She's rude. Yes. Is that, she, is that like, is that a good, is that that's, like, kind of like when thing. we say something's yeah. bad, it's actually good? Yeah, rude is yeah. good. She's well rude. Oh, okay. She's very rude. Um, uh, anyway, right. We, we are, we are back on time. So, Joe, hit, hit us with some trivia for, uh, mm. all right. So, the interesting thing, because uh, of the success of Superman in the movie, they originally wanted Richard Donner to direct the movie, and he wanted Mel Gibson to play Batman. Ooh. And um, they ended up turning it down. For whatever reason, they ended up doing Lethal Weapon 2. But he also, he wanted Michael J. Fox to play Robin, and he wanted William Defoe to play the Joker, and Joe Pesci to play the Penguin. Oh, what? Joe Pesci would have worked. That all of those would have worked. It would have been an interesting movie. You, you kind of wonder how he would have treated it. Would it have been as dark? Uh, you know, especially that Robin was in it. I I kind of feel like it would have been a little lighter. Mm. But um, mm. yeah, I, I, like I still that. would have liked to have seen that movie. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, let's see here. So the, the what's his name? Uh, Ivan Reitman, who did Ghostbusters originally, he wanted to do a Batman movie before this one with Bill Murray and Eddie Murphy. Oh no. But they were arguing because Eddie Murphy wanted to play Batman and he wanted Bill Murray to be Robin and Bat uh Bill Murphy Bill Murray wanted to be Batman and he wanted Eddie Murphy to be Robin. 
and they just couldn't get along. So they were like, well, screw oh, it. Oh, God. Bill Murray is Batman. No, the most I, no, I, Batman he was very ever. popular at the time. I agree. I agree with you, but yeah. I know you don't like Bill Murray, but yeah. It's just, it, you know, he play Bill Murray. He doesn't. It doesn't and he does it so well. I, I don't think it would have worked. Yeah, I, oh. I'm with Amanda. It's just. No, I agree. I don't think it would have worked. And he definitely would not have worked as Bruce Wayne, you know. No. Um, the So the surgical tools that were used to reconstruct the Joker's face, you'll appreciate this, Charlie, were the same tools that were used in Little Shop of Horrors. By, the, by Steve uh, Martin, the Steve dentist. Steve Martin is the dentist. Yeah, yeah I like that. I like that. That's that Steve Martin is well, lifts any film, but he definitely lifts Little Shop Horrors, despite the fact that he's in it for probably a grand total of about six or seven minutes. <laughs> That's all you need. So they wanted to do another Batman movie, and it would have had Chevy Chase or Bill Murray as Batman. Uh yeah, Chevy I think this Chase. is probably the same one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um Tom Cruise as Robin. Molly Ringwall as Batgirl. Tim Curry as the Joker, Ooh. John Candy as the Penguin, Steve Martin as the Riddler, and Sigourney Weaver as Catwoman. Uh, you know, I'm going to go along with that. I kind of like that. It'd be very campy, though. Yeah, you know? well, John Candy is the Penguin. Yeah, all those people are very interesting. But not Chevy Chase. Decisions. I mean... No, not Chevy Chase. We've done... We, I know we have a fun... We, we like Chevy Chase in the roles that we like, especially especially you dom but you know chevy chase is there's no other there's nobody else that can play clark griswold <laughs> I, I, but, I wouldn't yeah but people said the same thing about michael keaton and they couldn't picture him as batman so i i kind of maybe could see chevy chase as batman i mean if he did decide all right i'm gonna play this one seriously i can't think of anything he really played seriously though exactly so, well, you've got the same dilemma there with Robin Williams, where you think, well, okay, whatever Robin Williams goes into. And I always remember he was in a film in the early 2000s called Insomnia. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. With Al Pacino. Mm. My goodness. And and he played a serial killer in One Hour Photo. Um, I do remember him in that. And I was like, wow, He's... this is dark. This is very, very dark. Awakenings. Remember that movie? Yeah. And the world, the world According to Garp, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we can do can do the straight stuff. So these are were potential Batmans, and I'm going to re- repeat some of them. I think Kurt Russell. Yes. Yes. You can see that. Yeah. I can. I can it's see got, that too. He's got the chin, hasn't he? And the hair. How do you yeah. get that in the mask? <laughs> He'd need a haircut. Um, Al Pacino. As Batman. Yeah. Oh, I'm Batman. <laughs> he's Penguin. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> Oh, Batman. I'd rather have Robin Williams. I'd rather have Robbie Williams playing Batman than Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Swayze. No. Uh, well, I would, you know, as Tom's just said, he's got the chin. He'd have to have a much shorter haircut. Uh, Tom Cruise. Too small. Nicolas Cage. Yes. No. Nicholas Cage in anything. Yes. No. Not handsome enough. Nicholas Cage is Superman. Yeah. Oh, that's already been done. Harrison Ford. No. No. I don't know. I might be able to see him nah. as Batman. 
Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Your favorite Bond, Joe? He actually was offered the role and he turned it down. It's a bit too British, isn't he? <laughs> well, I was thinking Jeremy Irons. <laughs> I'd like to see that Batman. Oh, <laughs> might be on the list. It's a big <laughs> list. As opposed to him praying Alfred, no. Uh, Kevin Spacey. No. Oh. Was a younger Play, playing guys. Batman? Yeah. No, never. No. Alec Baldwin was my choice. Yeah, really? well, he played the Shadow, didn't he? So. Uh, Kevin Costner. Uh, I uh, just I, I have this in reflux reflex that just goes Kevin Costner. Yes, he can do anything. It's a maybe. Wouldn't Richard he have been Gere. too old, though? Richard Gere can play Batman. No, he would have been young. That was in his youthful time. Richard Gere? Yeah. You're not talking about him now. I mean, he'd be like... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's bad <laughs> enough we've got an 80-year-old Harrison Ford playing Indiana Jones, which, if you've watched the film, he, I think he plays Indiana Jones for probably about, what, about eight minutes, Joe? The rest of it's all CGI'd. Oh, yeah, kind God. of. What, yeah. what about Michael Douglas? He's been in virtually everything else we've done. In he might be. Seven. There's a big list here. Yeah. Um, we might have to stop. Have you got any other trivia? Because we've got about five minutes. Well, we've we got, yeah. we got the we draw. Just, to, let me just, we've got the draw to make. Essentially, we are just listing every single major actor in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> but some of these, like Michael Bain, um, Hicks. I could see him. Hicks? Yes, Hicks in Aliens. Oh, I don't know. Or Kyle Reese in Terminator. Matthew Broderick. Uh, Ray Liotta. <laughs> Ray Liotta almost John got Cusack. it. Ray, I, I think Ray Liotta auditioned for, for Batman and the Joker. Um, and then he, he wanted to go with Goodfellas instead. Okay. Bobcat uh, Goldthwait from Police Academy? No. Tom, oh, your favorite. Tom Hanks. Oh, oh no. yes. Yeah. Uh, well, we're not, allowed to discuss, we're not allowed to discuss no, Tom Hanks. On ba- basically, because his his star had decided to wane after that. <laughs> after, after Big, it all went it all went south. Bachelor Party, Big, yeah, that's about it. John Travolta. <laughs> John Travolta needed that kick. The eighties was not kind to John Travolta. <laughs> well, they way. would know he was Batman by the cleft in his chin. Steve Steve Guttenberg, he could have done with the help as well. <laughs> No, Sean Penn. <laughs> All right, now we're just listening. Right, okay. We're just throwing darts into a dartboard and hoping they hit. Emilio Estevez? Yeah, well, I'll just say yes, because that's the for the Sheens. Yeah, oh, and you said, uh, Charlotte, I uh, know, uh, Rob, um, Matthew Broderick, Dom. <laughs> Dom. Rob. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Calling you Rob from now on. Well, yeah, just... I got all these names in front of me. I'm sorry. Just improvising <laughs> names now. We've switched around. Right. You, get two, you get two more names, and then we're going to have to move into the next draw. All right. Sylvester Stallone. Oh, no chance. Oh. Oh. No. no he's just. <laughs> no, I can't picture that. Okay. Uh, Kevin Klein. No. no. Too, too nice. Right, that's it. That's it for trivia. We're all right, done like trivia. Bruce Willis, Tom Selleck, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, 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 and no. Thrice no. <laughs> right, Quick, Charlie, um, intervene. Come on, hurry up. Well, uh, one thing I have to tell you about the podcast is this is the first podcast that will be um, assisted by AI. Not my choice. It's our what, you podcast. You replacing us? Our podcast proposers. Well, yeah, I'm trialing it. Um, 
Uh, I need to keep you for comedy value, but yeah, I'm joking anyway. Right. Um, so what the AI does is it does a transcript for the whole podcast. So it just automatically does it. It just goes through and analyzes it and does it perfectly, apparently. But one of the things it does, and this is what I'm thinking about, is it helps you with the description and the title. I don't need help with that because we've already got a way of doing that. It's fine. But if the AI looks at it and goes, this podcast should be called Alfred having one off the wrist, then I know that the AI Donkey. has not understood the proper context of what we're talking about. Look, look, don't put all your faith in AI, because while we were talking, I asked ChatGPT to come up with some George Michael and Wan-based song titles to turn them into bat-themed puns, and it gave me some right dross. It gave me three. Faith could be bat-faith for a bat that believes in its doctrinal yeah. navigation skills. Wake me up before you go-go could be wake me up before you echo-echo, a reference to the echo location technique bats use. <laughs> and careless whisper could be careless whisker, referring to a bat's facial features. I think we've got at least 20 more years before our AI overlords <laughs> overthrow us and, and slavers in their data centres. So yeah, I'd I wouldn't risk it, Charlie. It's excellent. I asked it to write a blog on 2010, the year we made contact. I may actually post it in the WhatsApp chat. Um, it went, this interstellar interstellar hunt for aliens. And it's it just went on this rant. And I'm like, I don't know what <laughs> that is. It's got nothing to do with 2010. But anyway, um, look, you'll see the transcript for the first time. I'll be able to upload it to YouTube. Oh, I can't wait. Lovely. Anyway, I'm sure it helps you. And, you know, if you do have that, what's a transcript actually do? Is it just provide the subtitles? Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, good. Then if we're helping people that, that have additional needs, then welcome to the podcast. And I'm really sorry that I didn't do it before. Um, anyway, the draw. It well, we didn't rate the movie. We didn't give it. Oh, we didn't. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It was that bad. We're not rating it. Uh, well, I will say a solid eight for me. Who's I don't next? mind who goes next, but I think it's someone... Dom. Dom goes next. Okay, if we're just giving scores for me, it was a six and a half out of ten. Oh, okay, it's higher than. Oh, I thought. here we go. Here we go. Drum Amanda? roll. Mm, you're really not going to like me. I'm giving it a three. That's okay. I thought it was going to be a negative number. So <laughs> yeah, we always think that, and she was a bit more generous. Okay. Okay. I'm going to echo Charlie and say an eight. Yes, absolutely. Strong eight, I think. It's a nice way to put it. The blockbuster. The blockbuster continues. Three films are in here. Uh, here we go. The draw. I like your three films. I must say, I really do. So, you might not. Well, here we go. Weekend at Bernie's. And oh, you know Lord. what? I have never seen the movie. I've never seen it either. Oh, fantastic. Uh, well, that's yeah. a great choice. Yeah. Can we, can we, are we allowed to say it? I mean, dead guy hitting, as, I know the whole friends line, dead guy getting hit in the nuts plenty of times. What's not to like? I love this film. There we go. So we all have to get high in order to watch it though. That's because <laughs> that's normally a requirement when you watch this film. So did you see it? Did it's you been see a while. Done? I guess you uh, yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm. I think yeah, we I'm watched quite... it. We watched it when we were roommates. Did we? Yeah, but it wouldn't surprise me. I'm just going to wonder how I'm going to explain uh, what I'm doing to my children as I take a hit from the... Uh... Hit no, from actually, the bong. Yeah, wait a minute. You're transcribing this, aren't you? I don't want this to feature an HR disciplinary. As I take a hit from my uh, glass is what I was about to say. 
<laughs> I, I, I was just, just quoting Cypress Hill, so I, I have no involvement in it. I, I just always thought that film looked so stupid. I didn't even want to bother to see oh. it. But I guess now. <laughs> oh, we get to talk about it. the sequel as well. Oh, excellent. I'm not watching that. Oh, <laughs> you, you may want to, Joe. Joe I no. might. We've both not seen it. Let's give it a whirl. Yeah. Because yeah. we I, might I can, actually surprise I, ourselves and like I'm gonna it. I'm going to guess your score. Uh, I'm going to say you give it another three. Really? And I haven't oh, even whoa, seen whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is, we're not in Legend and Batman territory here, right? This is... Th- oh, Andrew don't, McCarthy. Don't, don't knock this film. It's got a lot of... Yeah. It's got a lot... You know. We, we, we might have a drink before we watch it. Let's put it that way. Oh, I might pass out though. Oh, okay. That doesn't count. I mean, why didn't you drink? You know, drunk her up for Batman then. Drunk her up. Yeah, <laughs> it would have gotten like a a bigger score for it. Oh God, what I really hope this comes like, out in the trans- colors. Like- I spent most of my uh, Friday night and well, no, fr- fr- Friday last weekend drunk drunkard up. Yeah. yeah. So AI looks as if it might be sending some of us to jail because it looks like we, uh, we, uh, it's going to red flag us, isn't it? It's going to say that we've drunk you up, and it's not going to know what that means, and it's going to automatically assume drunk. that it's bad. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, I want to confuse the AI. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tom Cruise is fighting against it. I, on a final note on that one, we do have a couple of minutes. Um, Tom, I love the story in the paper is that the Screen Actors Guild, the strike with the actors that's going on at the moment, hmm. Tom Cruise represents a particular um, a, a spin-off from that. I think it's the producers uh, and he's basically the spokesperson for that. Um, and he's he went on a Zoom call and went I'm here to talk about the uh, uh, the effects and the protections uh, that are needed against AI. And I'm like it's, he's, uh, he's brilliant. Excellent. Life imitates art. Wonderful. Well, he yeah. doesn't like the soap opera effect on TVs either. So, I don't know. There's bigger fish to fry for Tom Cruise, as far as I'm concerned. Well, we've got a lot. I've got a lot of Tom Cruise to catch up on. But anyway, right. Well, we've kept it. We, we did it. I mean, I couldn't believe that we actually got to a point where we put everything in that needed to be put in. So, yeah, I'm well happy. Um, do you like our shorts, by the way? Um, I was going to ask you, but I hope everybody at home um, oh, has, has seen, seen the YouTube shorts. Yeah, we've got somebody that does that. I'd like so. to see the YouTube short for this one. I know. I'm going to have to pick out bits from your reviews and and, and stuff. So, yeah, I've got things in mind. I've been listening. Um, but, yeah, so next film. Uh, see you in two weeks for uh, Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. We've pulled it out of <laughs> the hat. Um, right. So I'm going to say um, cheerio, everyone. See you. Bye. Toodle pip. Bye.